You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Lisa Wysocki. I'm in Pleasant View, Tennessee, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 17th, episode 3226. Good morning, Horse World. Well, good morning, Lisa. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, uh, Jamie is off. She's doing a clinic or training some horses or something in Colorado. It's uh, a ranch where she sent Zeus and I think another horse. And she's heading over there to train some of their other horses. And I think she just was going to go trail riding in the mountains. But uh, she was so (laughs) excited to see Zeus. So next week we'll hear a a report on how Zeus is doing and whether he's still escaping everything in sight. Well. We'll I find, cannot wait to hear. <laughs> we'll find that out next week. So thanks for filling in. Appreciate it. We have a jam-packed show. We have three guests for you today. Auditor Chantel is going to join us to talk about the – the. Uh, she's basically on her way home from, from Briarfest. She was there with her 10-year-old daughter for the first time, and she's going to talk about the great Sophia and Mom road trip. Uh, she's going to give us an update on that as she's driving home. We have Donaldson Brown, author of Because I Loved You. She's going to join us to talk about the Equus Effect and her book about love and family, ambition and horses, and the impact of war. Finally, our My Right Horse – this is very difficult for me to say – finally, our My Right Horse Ad- Adoptable Horse of the Week <laughs> is a <laughs> paint gelding named Sammy Joe. We're going to talk about Sammy Joe at the end of the show. And then in the uh, Auditor Post Show, I put a question up for the auditors. I said, what's the – you know, what's the dumbest uh, question that you've got from non-horse people? So we're, there were a lot of those. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> some of them I've never heard before. So, so we'll discuss that in the post-show for auditors. In the meantime, Funnyside passed away. Oh. Of course, Funnyside was the 2003 Kentucky and Preakness winner and then lost, uh, just lost the Triple Crown in the Belmont. Um, But he apparently died at the age of 23. He colicked and and, uh, he was at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington where he'd spent, you know, his final years in retirement. He was a gelding. So they basically retired him to Kentucky uh, Horse Park to be a, you know, to basically be an ambassador and, and one of their stars. Yeah, uh, I remember a, seeing him there. Yeah, I remember seeing him. Did but, you? Yeah. yeah, and I know thousands of people have met him over the years. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, and he was he was a favorite too. Uh, with with people, he he kind of took everybody's heart when he came with twelve to one odds and won the Kentucky Derby, and then came back and he won by uh, he beat uh, uh, what was Empire it? Empire Maker. Yeah, was and the Empire Preakness Maker? he won by almost ten lengths. Which was oh, wow. why it was a great surprise in the Belmont. I guess he was just a you know a shorter he ran shorter races really well, and then in the Belmont he came in third. Um, so you know he he was a, he was popular with the people. He had eleven wins in thirty eight races and a career earnings of three and a half million dollars before he was retired to the Kentucky Horse Park and their and their Hall of Champions. Wow. So our best to, to Funnyside and, and all the connections there and to the Kentucky Horse Park. They take really good care of the champions that are there. Oh, they uh, do. They take good care of all of their horses. They do. And yeah. a lot of them are buried right there, too, when they pass away, right yep. in front of the Hall of Champions. So I don't know if that's going to happen here. Uh, we'll let you know when we find that out. Uh, and I think that's it. Let's do some Daily Winnies. We have some auditor birthdays today, Elizabeth York and Summer Flynn, Michelle Barr, and horse husband Ray Watts. Ray did a cruise with us. Ray also helped us paint our house. Uh, they really? were on vacation from California and stopped by and spent a whole day painting with us. <laughs> what and, a vacation. I know. And Ray was a champion because he's about six foot four. And so he didn't need a ladder to get to the top of the walls. He cut in the top oh, of the, all the walls because he didn't need a ladder. So, <laughs> wow. It's nice to have a super tall guy when you're painting. Absolutely. So thanks, Ray. We appreciate it. He's a good guy. 
So, Glenn, my daily Winnie goes to Arlene Glavis. Uh, she's a friend of mine. And um, as we were talking just before the show, I still do not have fiber, but my neighbors are getting it on Wednesday. So we have to be oh, like very be close. close. <laughs> I have to be so close. Anyway, I'm over at Arlene's house uh, using her, her internet, but she's not even home. So. <laughs> So, uh, you know, just to friends everywhere, to Arlene and to friends everywhere for, for helping people out in a bind. And, and uh, I just, I, I'm so indebted to her. <laughs> well, I am too. Thanks. Yes, Thanks for letting Lisa camp out at your house. Hopefully exactly. for the last time. They ran the wires, right? It's They ran the wires. They've hooked us up. The box is there. But should just the be turning called. it on. All they have to do, I think, is flip a switch. And so the neighbors called me like yesterday and said, we're getting fiber on Wednesday. And Glenn, I'm not a jealous person, but I can't tell you <laughs> the rage and jealousy that flew through my body. <laughs> You've been suffering out there. You would have no cell service for the most part. Um, no. I, I remember not having much cell service where you are. And no. you've had no internet. I mean, you really have no. had nothing. <laughs> nothing. How many years have you been there? Seven and a half. <laughs> So, so anyway, I'm super jealous of the neighbors, and when, as soon as we get done here, I have to call about the fiber and, like, when is our turn? All these people that live in towns, you know, take it for granted. And, Do. you know, us horse people, we don't take it for granted because if no. you live on a farm, you know, when we were looking at places around here uh, before we bought this house, that was the factor. Did, did it oh, have it high-speed internet or we couldn't do our jobs, right? So, right. And that right, rules yeah. out a ton of farms because in Ocala, they're terrible. They get You get right outside of town, there's no internet. Yeah. yeah. I think that's true of a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to fix that, but I don't think that's going to be 10 years. <laughs> it will be. It will be. But hopefully not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully if you live I... on a farm, you usually live set, your house is set back from the road. So they yes. charge you to come back. The, they don't. To your, they don't? For, for us, they're not charging us. I got some kind of grant from the federal government, so they're not uh, charging us for hookup. Because you know, normally that's our thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Our yeah. driveway is 800 feet long. And I'm sure we have listeners who have driveways who are, you know, half a mile or more long. Yeah, oh yeah, we did so, when we, our first farm was almost a mile. Yeah, it would have cost a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm being real selfish and hoping that we get hooked up. <laughs> well, I am really hoping. Soon. I'm hoping you get hooked up too. <laughs> hey, before we get to our first guest, we're going to be talking about Briarfest, which happened over the weekend at the Kentucky Horse Park, and uh, apparently it was quite a hit. I saw a lot of pictures from various people. Uh, a lot of people were there, and some some people that we've had on the show were over there doing demonstrations and showing off their horses and. Um, remember, we had the woman on the show a while back who painted on horseback. She did demonstrations there. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. As a matter of fact, I have an update on her on Wednesday. She said okay. she was putting a course together on how to teach your horse to paint. So uh, she has that done and has it available for everybody. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll find the link and, and get all the information out to everybody on Wednesday. Because uh, yeah. that's something I think Scooter could do. I want to teach Scooter to do it. Oh, I'm sure Scooter could do that. Yeah, I'm sure he would he's love very that. artistic. Oh, he would love that. You know, having yeah. a paintbrush in his mouth, splashing it everywhere, <laughs> that would be his highlight of the day. But speaking yeah. of ponies, um, Briar, the whole Briar thing is a little beyond me because I'm a horse husband, right? I didn't grow up with right. Briars. Jennifer grew up with Briars, and she even painted a couple custom Briars that we sold at our tax shop over the years. Oh, wow. Um, but I just don't get the whole spending tons of money at auctions for Briars. So they auction, they have an auction every year where they sell off some rare and collectible briars. And do you want to hear what the top ones went I for do. this year? I do. I'm, I'm almost afraid to hear, Glenn. Mm, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> so a hunter pony Pegasus, a glossy metallic blue Avero Pegasus pony, which is looks like, you know, a, a painted pony with Pegasus wings right? Uh, in a jumping position. Starting price? $250 sold for 23000 Holy moly. Really? 23000 We could build a barn on our new property for 23000 For real horses. <laughs> I didn't pay that much for my truck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I don't... Wow. Who has this money that they're doing this for Briars? Uh, lot number nine, the Walking Frisian. 
By the way, if you watch Game of Thrones or any other period uh, show, you're going to see a lot of Frisians, and they're never walking. Um, they're always ru- no. full gallop, you know? Yeah. Um, walking Frisian, glossy, pearly, reverse, dappled blue roan. That's a long title. It's basically a gray, dappled... Frisian, which you don't see too often. <laughs> well, I was going to say, aren't most Frisians black? Yeah. Don't you have in the to movies, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so that one sold for sixteen thousand. Alice, 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 amazing. I don't know. It's a glossy dapple Palomino, who's very popular apparently because this glossy dapple Palomino, who, who of course has a white mane and you know it's very fluffy, uh, eighteen thousand. Oh, wow. A German riding pony, which are pretty common now, right? Because German right. riding ponies are very popular sure. now, though. Though, So this sure. is a bright chestnut Sabino, uh, adorable German riding pony, 15000 That's about what they cost <laughs> for the horse. <laughs> so, so, Glenn, are people buying these for investments? Do they expect to make money on these or – why? I don't know. If anybody knows anybody that has spent a lot of money on one of these, we want them on the show because we're going to ask that I question. Would love, yes. I would love to know. I don't know anybody that spent this kind of money. Everybody listening to this show right now would buy a horse if they had this kind of money. Or would think so. pay the vet bill on the one they currently or, have. Or a horse trailer. <laughs> yes. Or, hey. you know, hey. Yeah, <laughs> right. there you go. Hey. Right, which would be about $15,000 right now. Yeah. Uh, Mustang Stallion, Fireheart. A buckskin frame overo. So this one went for seventeen thousand. Wow, pretty, but <laughs> <laughs> not that pretty. Uh, not that pretty. Roy the Belgian, and you know I love draft horses. Yeah, Silver Bay Tabiano, a vintage mold with stunning new colors for fourteen thousand dollars. So, so here's the other thing. So going back to the Frisian, that's this. Reverse blue roan and and this Belgian who is a paint color. Yes, I know. Aren't, aren't Belgians kind of like you know yeah. light swirl with flaxen? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, maybe that's why they maybe the maybe they screwed up the molds and that's why these are so expensive. They're rare. Or maybe know. maybe they do it on purpose. I to maybe. Make it unique. Maybe I don't know. I'm not a briar expert, even though we've had them on the show several times over the years. Yeah. And I I even went to their offices the one day, and we went to Briar Fest. You been there yet? I have not, and I want to go. Oh, you so need to badly. go. It's an experience. I, I really do. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to go, and, and <laughs> it's just you know, it's just the the wrong time of year for me. Yeah, it's an experience. Trust me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, it's worth going once, and I think even Jennifer would agree with that. We went, but yeah. we were invited to go when we lived in Lexington, so it's been a long time. 10 right. years probably since we've been there. And w- they invited us to come over and do the show, and we recorded a bunch of interviews there. Um, but the briar people are are rabid. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're addicted to their briars. It's it's quite an experience. It really is. And I asked the briar if they had any I- – briar people, if they have any idea how many of of the people who collect briars are actually horse people. And I think it was like 60 or 70% were not horse – did not own a horse. Really? Yeah, they're briar people. There, there's two different groups, you know, horse people like you and Jamie and Jennifer who have some briars that they collected over time, uh, when they were kids mostly. And then, you know, maybe I've kept up with one or two since then. And then there's the rabid briar people who don't have real horses. And so you wonder if those people don't also collect like Barbies or something that, that they have all these other collectibles. That's a good question. How many are just collectible people? Yeah. You know, who also collect spoons from every place they go. You know, exactly. I, yeah, I yes. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you have anything that you collect from your travels? No. No, we don't really either. Yeah, no, no. no I, um, I, for a while, was collecting chess sets. The problem with chess sets and collecting them, it's easy, it was easier with eBay to find. I, I like unusual, very unusual chess sets. Right. So I have a couple one of the kinds too. And That's the, pro- cool. the problem is the ones I ended up buying are huge. So I have no place to put them in this house. So they're yeah. in boxes. You know, they're yeah. sitting in boxes right now. Well, that that's the thing. I mean, you've seen my house. I mean, I live in a tiny house, yeah. so it's hard yeah. to. I don't know where you would collect anything. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I have to hang it from the ceiling. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk more about Briarfest with somebody who was there over the weekend. One of our terrific auditors has been an auditor for a long time, and I think it's her ten year old ten year old daughter Sophia. 
But first, Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers of molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of our ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. That's CosequinEquine.com. Chantel, thanks for joining us today on your drive home, your long drive home. How many hours is it? Um, this one is about 19 hours oh with God. no stops. Where do you so live, Alaska? Mandan, North Dakota. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's almost Alaska. <laughs> so this was your first time at Briarfest. What were what were your what were your overall impressions of this event? It was awesome. It was way more than just model horses. Um there was just so many great things to do and to see. There were awesome things going on in the arena. We stopped at the Clarion Hotel one night, which I didn't realize Briar also had things set up there, such as competitions for dioramas and artists. Um, so we saw those things. There were other things at the Kentucky Horse Park going on as well. It was just, I didn't know what to expect going in, but it was way more than I ever thought it would be. And was this something you did because Sophia's a briar person? No, she actually, I bought her her first briar at Christmas this year um, because she's always kind of been into horses, I think, as a proxy of me being so obsessed. Um, And I thought, well, you know what? Heck, it's 50% off. I'll get her this really nice briar. And she loves, she ended up really loving the model. So I thought, well, briar fest sounds cool. She's old enough to where we could do a fun road trip together. This sounds like fun. Why not do it? <laughs> and we're going to talk to her in a minute to find out what she thought of this uh, crazy road trip. But your your pictures were great. I've followed your pictures all weekend. But you, I know one of the things you were shocked at is just how crazy people go buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There were people with those big collapsible wagons. Um. And we saw people with pulling a wagon in each hand and these wagons were stacked um, four feet high. <laughs> I bet you they had thousands of dollars worth of briars in each wagon. Now, did you find that a lot of these people, I don't know if you got to talk to any of them, but we were just talking about briar, I think, told us that 60 or 70% of the briar people are not horse people. They don't own a horse. Is that what Was that what you found? Um, we didn't talk to a whole bunch of people. The people that we did speak with, were also a lot of just for fun. Um, there were a few people at our hotel that we spoke with that do the briar thing because for some reason they can't either ride or it's just not quite in their realm of ability. We did see a lot of people with disabilities that were in power chairs um, and it was very accessible, which I want to say too was really cool to see the amount of diversity that were the people that were there. Oh, that's um, cool. And that's something you work with every day, right? Really cool. I mean, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, as I'm an, as an educator, I work with um, students that are non English speaking. I do have some students with disabilities, but not quite as much. But that too, we heard people speaking multiple different languages, and it was it was really diverse. It was really cool, and everyone was so kind. <laughs> I would agree. When we went, it w- I was shocked. I was shocked at the number of people there, one. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and they, just how long they will stand in line to buy a briar. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, well, yeah. It was crazy. Now, they also have a bunch of demonstrations, and some of those people have been on the show with us over the years, um, like the lady who does the painting, you know, on horseback. She was just on the show not long ago. Um, what was your favorite demonstration or thing you saw like that? The beer tolt. Oh, really? That was my favorite. <laughs> I loved it. Um, my Explain mom and I that. went to Iceland last fall, and I didn't realize how big Icelandic culture is actually in North Dakota um, until we went to Iceland, and I had zero culture shock. Um, <laughs> but see, <laughs> seeing the beer tolt was really fun because... They didn't use they didn't use beer in the mugs. They put colored water in there, so it was really easy to see. Um, and it was just so fun to watch. Everyone was giggling and clapping, well, and kind of yelling for the, for the riders. For those that don't know what that is, kind of explain it. Okay, a beer tolt is when you are on an Icelandic horse, and each rider has a mug, a full size beer mug, 
um, that is filled with either beer or in this case it was colored water. And there's someone calling out different paces for them to do and different things like change directions in the arena, slow tolts down the short side, long tolts, canter, um, put your beer mug on your helmet and ride around with it on your head. Um, different things like that. <laughs> and it was just so fun to watch. And everyone in these stands was getting super into it. The second the Icelandic horses came out, the stands were packed. I, I will say that too. That's the other thing I noticed is the fans are really into the demonstrations. I mean, very vocal. Yeah. And it was, it was all positive. Yeah, it was which good. It was also yeah. super fun. Yeah. It was just, it was a great experience all around. They're just so excited to see these horses, some that they've collected, right? Um, but they're yeah. just so excited. I ended up buying the Icelandic stallion model because he was there <laughs> and I actually had his owner rider sign it for me. <laughs> so you're one of them really now. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I've, I love Icelandics. I love ponies. I'm too short to ride full-sized horses. So You're an official briar girl now. You have a signature I on know. a briar. <laughs> I know. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> you were also pretty impressed with the Kentucky Horse Park, too. Yeah. I mean, I've wanted to, being a lifelong horse crazy person, going to Kentucky has always been a dream. And I finally knocked that off the bucket list. Um, that was huge. I didn't realize how huge it is, but we went to the museum. We went and saw as many of the statues as we could within walking distance. But even just from where Briarfest was held, the drive to the Alltech Arena, yeah, I was like, oh my God, this place is gigantic. <laughs> Yeah, during I remember because during the World of Question Games in 2010, we had to walk all of that ten times a day. It was, it was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and the Alltech Arena is amazing too. I mean, it's just a it's oh, it's so cool. It's pretty cool. So, uh, when one takeaway, your favorite part? Ooh, the whole thing, the whole experience. Ooh, I'd have to say either how nice everybody was and the artists. The dioramas and the artists were amazing. Now, I could see those selling for big bucks as opposed to just the model that, you know, is for some reason. Oh, rare. my God. <laughs> I know. We So with our tickets, we got um, reservation tickets for the special run models. And you can only get those if you go to Briarfest. Uh. And I guess that... The glossy ones that are really, really shiny are very coveted. And we got a glossy of one of the special run models. And as we were walking, Sophia and I were talking about it. And somebody heard us saying, oh, you got the glossy of this model? And I was like, yeah, I'll give you 450 bucks right now. Do you have it on you? And I was like, uh, no, it's at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you would have sold it though, wouldn't you? <laughs> I was just so taken aback. I was like, um, I don't know. <laughs> we went and we went to the Clarion. There was a lady too. She had a model that was from last year. She was selling it for $1,100. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, oh, I went, we were just, I was like, oh my God, you could buy a horse for that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> right. All right. Let's talk to Sophia and see what she thought. Give yourself. Let's see. What Hi. Hi, Sophia. Did you have fun? Yes, I, it was very fun. Yes, what was your favorite part? Um, that's that's really hard to say. Okay, so what do you have? A couple of them? Yes, I have lots. All right, well, give me give me one or two. Um, just getting the briars was actually um really fun. Yeah, that you never have seen so many briars in your life, have you? There were a lot of them. <laughs> Did you like watching the demonstrations of people riding the horses? Yeah, those were great. Yeah? Did you have a favorite one of those? Um, what was that again? I, I, I forgot. <laughs> I know your mom said she liked the beer tolt, the Icelandic horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was really cool. It was kind of funny, too. Did you get to see the girl who was painting a horse while riding? Painting? That was super cool. Yeah, it, it, the the horse the horse painting the paintings are really really cool. Yeah, they are, and it's amazing she does it while riding. I mean, it's just it's I, yeah. I couldn't do it standing still, let alone on a horse. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you had a fun like time. It. You'll remember this forever. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that, now how many briars do you have now that you're heading home? How many briars do you own? How many briars do I have? Um, I think now you have like six that we got just at Briarfest. Oh, wow. I have six. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have your whole room will be full of briars now. Well, yep. Sophia, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Have a good trip home, okay? Yep. All right. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Purina Animal Nutrition with three research-backed ration balancers to fill nutrition gaps in your horse's diet. Enrich Plus delivers a concentrated source of protein, vitamins, and minerals without unnecessary calories. Enrich Plus Senior features active age, prebiotic technology, and Outlast supplement for aging easy keepers. Omega Match is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and vitamin E, great for horses without access to green grass. Find a ration balancer for your horse at PurinaMills.com forward slash ration balancers or visit your local feed store. Coming up next, we have the author of Because I Loved You, which is an interesting story, and she's had an interesting life and does some interesting and very important work. And we're going to talk to Donaldson Brown next. Donaldson, welcome to Horses in the Morning. We're so excited to talk to you. Thank you, Lisa. I'm really excited to be here. You know, I uh, am an author, too, and we're so excited to talk to you about your book, Because I Loved You. But I want to talk just for a minute about uh, the Equus Effect and your uh, experiential learning uh, with horses and people and all of that. Just explain a little about that and maybe how it's different from some other programs. Sure. Happy to. I'm always happy to talk about the Equus Effect. Um, yeah, we're um, an organization that uh, works with the primary mission was to work working with veterans. Um, and during the pandemic, when the VA really shut down all programs, we branched out and began working with first responders and also people in recovery, um, which has been great. And we don't do riding. Um, it's really experiential learning with horses, as you mentioned. And we also include a didactic didactic component, um, which is based a lot on the work of Linda Cohano of Eponiquest and Carla McLaren, if you're familiar with them. So for our program, people would sign up to come once a week. This is the typical way it works, once a week for four or five weeks. And we start off with somatic experiencing work to get people to um, begin to build up their, you know, interoception, how to recognize the sensations um, in our body. And, um, and because we believe in, as do many neurologists and uh, neurobiologists, that uh, trauma and experiences of trauma get stored in our body. So we work with, we teach ex exercises to help kind of metabolize or resolve that and then restore really resilience. So the work with the horses, we do flat work. We teach real horsemanship skills uh, based a lot on the work of Buck Branneman, who you might be familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, of course. And we... And we do a lot of stuff that's fun. So we, we do, uh, you know, we end up really doing, you know, liberty work in a round pen. Um, and it's incredibly um, uh, exciting and meaningful to see people who often usually know nothing about horses, have never worked with horses. Um, often there's some fear involved and we talk about why we work with horses who are prey animals. And then at the end, they're you know, raising up their energy and doing liberty work in a round pen with a thousand pound animal who will then come in and join up with them. And um, it's um, just, it's, it's really beautiful work. It, it so. is, it is. And, and, you know, as a therapeutic riding instructor, we do some of that. And I know thousands of, of listeners, you know, are, are familiar with having seen that and it is really amazing. Now, does any of that tie into your, your novel, Because I Loved You? You know, it, it's a good question, and and the answer is yes, and um, and not all of it was really conscious. Um, I I also am a yoga and meditation instructor, and I did train with a Veterans Yoga Project in 2015 to teach trauma sensitive yoga. So when I found out about the Equus Effect, just to digress for a second, I was just thrilled to be able to combine my love of horses and my experience with horses with also working with help trying to help people, you know, resolve trauma. Um, and then as a, um, 
as as a girl, I'm the youngest in a family, uh, yours, mine, and ours family. And my mother was first her first husband, um, and the father or the biological father of my two oldest brothers uh, was killed in the Second World War. And mm. as a very young girl, I remember seeing some photos of him, and always kind of thinking about what my brothers, and then as I got a little bit older, also what my mother had lost. So. Um, there just, I've kind of always had this, um, this interest and I guess, you know, compassion, uh, for, um, for the military and what people have sacrificed. So, um, and and the war is, go ahead. Oh, I was just, I was just going to say war is kind of a shadow theme in the, in, in the book. There are a couple of characters, one's a Vietnam veteran and, and, uh, and also the mother of my main character, Lenny is a war bride from France. Mm. Was there, um, a defining moment that actually where you said, I've got to write this book? <laughs> um, yes, as a matter of fact, there was. Um, I was, I, I, and I wonder if you have the same experience. Um, I was a screenwriter. I, I worked in film for a number of years, and I was uh, moving out of that and getting for a number of reasons. And I wanted to keep writing, and I didn't know what I was going to write. And I was um, in a group, just sort of a little a writer's group, you know, a little workshop. And I sat down, and one day the image of this girl galloping her gray mare across the chaparral came into my mind and she just wouldn't leave. And I finally, I thought, so where, what is she running from and where is she going? And I realized there was this voice behind her yelling after her in French. Now we're in Texas, remember? And yelling after <laughs> her in French <laughs> as I thought, oh my God, who's that? And uh, and that that's how it all started. So it opens in 1972 in the you know ranching country in Texas, where I spent some time as a girl and a teenager. Um, and that's how it started. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I think you know, anytime you get that voice in your head that just won't go away, you have to do something with it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> now, was there anything surprising to you about the writing process? So writing, you know, screenplays is a lot different from, from writing a book. Yes, yes. And I thought at first, I was like, oh, I don't have enough words in me to write a novel. <laughs> um, but, um, and you surprised but yourself, novel. didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and um I did learn a lot. Um you know, I think um at some point I thought, oh, I have to wrangle, you know, this this mess. And I not, you know, you well, you might know what I mean, you know, the characters kind of get going and I think, well, I need to uh need need to shape this and I tried to um um but I found that that just gets me in trouble. There's part of the process where I really just have to let my characters go. And tell me, tell the story they want to tell. Um, and there's a point where I feel like if I try to interfere too early, you know, they just turn around and look at me with their hands on their hips and say, would you just leave us alone? Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then once I know the story, and I wonder if this is your experience too, because once I, once I go, oh, that's the story, you know, and then you come back in and it's a very different part of the brain, you know, then you're kind of shaping it and editing and how do I communicate this to other people? people you know um how do i get this out of my own head and really try to communicate this so i don't know do you have a similar experience <laughs> oh absolutely yeah my characters are real and they talk to me all the time <laughs> yeah do you yeah. like what they say all the time no <laughs> no <laughs> you know what's interesting it, donaldson is lisa's going through the other direction now, because she's written all these books and it's being made into a TV show. So now she's dealing with screenwriters. So yeah. she's seeing it from the other side. Yes, yeah. very, very different. Well, we will be doing that if the writers strike ever, ever ends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she will be doing it shortly. <laughs> Maybe. We, we hope, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think well, that's really very exciting. Yeah, I I think those books, you know, that that I read and and your story just sounds um so amazing and and I I just when I talk to the authors and and they 
talk like you do, where the the storyline is so compelling and the characters, those are the books that stick with me when I read them. You know, those are the books that stick with me and that I want to revisit over and over. So I'm I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel the same way. <laughs> well, yeah. are you glad you're not stuck in a writer strike right now? <laughs> I am, and I, you know, I have some friends who are, and and I don't know that there's an end in sight yet. So I, I, I hope they can resolve. Yeah, things. you got to feel bad for them because they are not. You know, when we think of. When you think of Hollywood, you think of the big stars, right? And all the money they make. And then there's, but until you watch the credits of a movie and all those people aren't making that kind of money. Yeah. 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 You know, all those thousands of people in the credits, right? So, um, right. you know, and mm-hmm. and each part has, is critical without the writers, you don't have anything. And without the actors, you don't have anything. It's, I, I get it, you know, and I get why it's hard. Uh, yeah. I think it's also, you know, the industry's not as um, localized as it was. You know, it's um, there are a lot of communities in the country that have really thriving film industries: Atlanta and you know, North Carolina, Canada, and Texas. So, can- and, yeah, Canada too. So, yeah. Canada's yeah, it's huge affecting now. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and it's so diverse right now too. You used to have three networks. Now you have a hundred and fifty. Um, yeah. So, and they're all run differently. So it's got to be tough too, because you're walking into, used to be the environment was the same, right? So you had the networks, they all ran the show about the same. Um, well now, you know, Netflix is running it different than HBO. So mm-hmm. you're walking into different things all the time. Did you write in anything we would know, by the way? I, I listen to be <laughs> mad if I didn't ask. So. <laughs> Yeah, and the answer is the answer is no. I okay. think I've seen that, that went into pre-production, and then the, the it's actually a, kind of a funny story in hindsight. But yeah, no, and then it got cold, and then oh, one so no Seinfeld. Twice, uh, then, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> okay. I wish. Yeah, I yeah. have I not, have more horses. If I have that kind of money, right? Yeah, yeah, not yet. So, <laughs> where can people buy the book? Um, anywhere, actually. Um, there's um, Amazon or you can your independent bookstore can also um, uh, order it if they don't carry it already. Um, yeah, Barnes and Noble bookshop, any of the independent booksellers or the, the, the big Magillas like Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Very good. And it's called Because I Loved You. And it really does cover. I mean, it's from 1972 in Northeast Texas, right? Isn't that the... Yeah, it it opens there against the backdrop of the Vietnam War, and and it's definitely the characters' love of horses that bring the that bring them together as teenagers, um, and then it picks back up in New York City in 1986, and then concludes in um, pre-pandemic current day. So it takes three three time periods. And we have characters. to ask. And, and I have to ask you what kind of dog is that your dog? I'm so sorry. No, I have to ask what kind because. When they bark, uh, we have to ask what breed. What was it? <laughs> two corgis. Oh, two okay. Corgis. That makes sense then. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That explains it all. You don't have to apologize and at I'm, all. <laughs> I know. And I'm, I'm getting a delivery. And so they're, they're letting Of course. Me know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I apologize. Of course. No, deliveries always come when we're doing the show. It's, it's required. UPS always. knows. <laughs> Donald said it's great. We'll put no. a link to the book in our show notes. Thanks for joining us today. Even under the best circumstances, travel is stressful for horses. We've all been there, stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. You can make the journey knowing that U.S. Rider is there for you. Get peace of mind on the road with U.S. Rider's nationwide 24-7 roadside assistance coverage for both you and your horse. Join today at usrider.org. Especially with performance horses, flies can really be a nuisance. Fly predators are a great investment of all the different poisons and insecticides and different things you could use. I don't know of anything that is more economical and more effective than spalding fly predators. And now it's time for this week's My Right Horse, Adoptable Horse of the Week. 
Well, we have Lauren back with us. She's a stable manager at Lollipop Farm, still my favorite name for a farm ever. And uh, she works with the Humane Society of Greater Rochester, New York, and she is here with our Adoptable Horse of the Week. Now, you were also here last week, and yes, uh, today we're going to be talking about Sammy Joe. But I did want to mention that Sammy Joe also kind of falls in the category of last week's horse, but in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have horses you can ride. So yes. don't worry about that. <laughs> <Yes>. So tell <laughs> us about Sammy Joe. Oh, Sammy Joe. So he is estimated early 20s. He is a beautiful paint gelding. He's Palomino in white. Um, he came to us a few months ago. He, he had a bad eye infection and his owner didn't have um, the money or the proper place to take care of him. So we were called to pick him up. Um, he did have his left eye removed successfully and he is recovered and ready to find a pasture of his own with a family um, who will enjoy his antics. He's a very silly boy um, <laughs> and <laughs> enjoy his beauty. So he is very that's what pretty. We're looking for. He is. He's a very he pretty Palomino color and almost Palomino paint. You know, he's just got yeah. he's got more interesting markings. Um, yes, he does. And apparently, a lot of personality. Yes. Uh, so when Sammy came to us, he was a little bit underweight um, and wasn't feeling the greatest and it was very quiet. Um, now that he is actually a little overweight, um, <laughs> he's feeling a lot better and he's a good boy. He just has a very silly personality, um, friendly, kind of up in your face, wants to know what you're doing, um, gets along great with the other geldings. He's just he's just overall a good boy. So he'd make a good babysitter? He would. Um, he, like I said, he's good with ground manners, um, you know, just very sweet, gets along with the geldings. Um, he would be a great companion if you had a herd of horses, a herd of geldings. He would do great just fitting right in. And he, and we can't ride him due to arthritis, right? Yeah, so Sammy does have um, a lot of arthritis. We don't have much history. We know that the previous owner did get him out of a Louisiana kill pen. Hmm. Um, so unfortunately, we don't know exactly what went on before he got out of there, but he does have some arthritis. He does well with it. He's very pasture sound, uh, but he shouldn't be ridden anymore. And I, I read in your description too, he has to wear a UV fly mask because of his eyes. Yeah. So with like a lot of paint horses and they have the whites on their face and the pink muzzle, um, it's just best when he's in the sun, just like we would wear sunglasses. He should be having that fly mask on just to prevent sunburn. Oh, OK. All right. Good. Yeah, that's true of a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. is senior. So um, and, he you is. know, he does not act like it. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, you he does not act like it. <laughs> and you said he was in his low 20s, you think? That's teeth. what the vet estimates yeah. him to be around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, you would never guess it just by just by seeing him and you know his personality. And we'll He's remind everybody <laughs> We'll remind everybody you're in the Rochester, New York area. So you probably yep. adopt adopt horses out anywhere in New England, right? Uh, we they, do. We yeah. actually will adopt out across the country. Um, that's not a problem as long as the adopter can get them um, transported home. Um, all we ask is to see pictures of your facility, um, fill out an application, and, and adopters really can be from anywhere. And uh, your fee, I don't know that we talked about this last time, it's, it's so reasonable. It's $300. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's minimal. You know, there are it is. there are a lot of them that are a lot more than that, but uh, you're trying to find nice homes for these and uh, not break the bank, too. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have, um, in addition, if you wanted to adopt him, it's 300. Or if you wanted to long-term foster him, we did develop a program called CARE, Compassionate Aid for Retired Equine. So you can long-term foster them as well. So we retain ownership of the horse, but you care for it and pay for it as if it's your own. And then the following year you can submit receipts for everything you spent on that horse and get a tax donation right off. Huh. I didn't know that. That's yeah. kind of cool. That's yeah. Cool so it's our way of trying to increase, uh, find homes for these older horses. Mm. Can we do that? Had... Can we do that with our older horses? Can we... <laughs> <laughs> we have, I think over 10 horses in the program. So wow. it's worked really well. That's a really good idea. Well done. Yeah. I never, I never heard of that one. All right. It's called your care yeah. program. 
Yep. Care Program Compassionate Aid for Retired Equine. And it is on our website, lollipop.org. All right. If you want to see Sammy Joe, we'll put a link uh, to him in the show notes. We'll also put his picture there. And it's lollipop.org. And then next week, you said, the next couple of weeks, you, uh, by the way, yes. we are going to, we're rotating uh, the rescues out. The ASPCA is, rot- uh, my right horse, is rotating the rescues mm-hmm. out once a month. Um, okay. So so you'll be here a couple more times, and then we'll be switching to, to a different rescue in a different part of the country. We're trying to cover all parts of the country. Yeah. Um, I promise next two weeks, we will have two rideable thoroughbreds. Oh, there you about. go. Perfect. That sounds good. So, all right. Well, yes. thank you, Lauren. I know you're at the hospital for, for one of the ponies. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good luck with that. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> this Adoptable Horse of the Week was brought to you by the ASPCA and the My Right Horse Initiative. Visit myrighthorse.org. Well, what a fun program today, Lisa. That was great. That was great. I learned so much. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to hear about Briarfest, which is always a hoot. Uh, And then, you know, you got to meet a fellow author who I think was a little enthralled that you were hosting today. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of a legend in the equestrian author world. There you go. But I ordered her book while we were talking. Well, there you go. Do you have time to read a lot of books? Well, you know, I'm going to Los Angeles uh, Wednesday morning to the Romance Writers Association Conference. And um, I'm also doing some um, author meet and greets and then um, meeting uh, hopefully some some people that might might work out for our Celebs with Horses podcast. So long story short, I'm going to have some reading time on the plane. Speaking of Celebs with Horses, we'll have new episodes out for you shortly. Um, we, we did the we did the trial episode, but now we've got uh, things lined up and and some episodes in the works. So we do. We'll have that. Uh, when you go to a conference like that, do they actually have sessions like best practices for romance writers and stuff? Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah the romance writers thing is is a little different, um, just because a lot of <laughs> a lot of the the authors dress up as their characters, and you know maybe they're so you it's know, like a, cosplay for uh... kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a fun. It's like Comic Con for romance writers. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> do you? Imagine, no, you don't. Please tell no, me you don't. Okay, no, I, right. I do. Well, not you dress could up. just wear riding breeches and you could be your character. I could. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but you know, it's hard to hold, you know, a candle to that versus you know somebody who is is writing a 17th century in their full um, Victorian gown. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or their suit of armor. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. So um, so anyway, but... I did um, not know this. This is hilarious. Yeah, so I'll have to maybe take some pictures. Yeah, don't, oh, don't, post them in the audit room for sure. I <laughs> hey, I want to do one other thing, too. I want to wish my wife a happy anniversary. It was our anniversary yesterday, 35 years. Happy anniversary. Glenn, that's amazing. We were married in 1988. And for that anniversary, we went to see Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, was it good? Uh, it was, well, I thought, you know, it's the fourth week out or something. It, yeah. You know, it won't be full, so I didn't buy tickets ahead. And we get to the theater. Now, fortunately, it's one of those theaters with the fully reclining seats. Right. The really nice ones. Um, and we get to the theater, and the only thing left is the front row. And really? literally, the screen is above your head. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the only way we could even see the screen and not get like you throwing up, uh, was, but fully reclined. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and even then everybody was short and fat because you're looking at them at an angle up. Um, right. so that was interesting and, and it did make me a little queasy at times with all the action in Indiana Jones. I'm sure. You know, it's amazing. He's 80 years old and, yeah. and still does that stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He's yeah. 80 and, and years old. I saw old. previews. He looks really fit you know he does now the whole beginning of it i'm not giving anything away it's actually in the trailer uh is him as a young person and that's all like cgi'd and that's kind of weird that was just didn't work didn't work for us especially looking up from the bottom um but then once he got to his current age uh, but even just all of the stuff he did you know he obviously he wasn't doing the stunts but just walking around (laughs) just just everything Uh, remembering lines that's the other thing. That's um, the other thing. <clears throat> right. He was great at that. But I would put it as a C. I it's really? not wasn't the worst Indiana Jones, but it also by far wasn't the best. There are a lot of references to the first one. Okay. And those of you that have seen the first one, we watched it again before we went, and you're gonna find a lot of references to the first one. Um, which I think was intentional. 
Yeah, but probably. basic, you know, it's still the basic Indiana Jones. They go to look for something, and there's a bad guy that tries to steal it from them. I mean, that's been every Indiana Jones there's made. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so I guess if you like the franchise, you'd like the movie. If you like him, you like the movie. I mean, oh, there you, just, go. you know, okay, because yeah. how can you not? <laughs> so that's true. It's just that's true. You know, he's he's got the character down. He is that character. Yeah, uh, and apparently yeah. he's real close to it in real life too. So. <laughs> Um, you know, he's kind of grumpy. Uh, so it just works that way. And it was fun popcorn movie to do on, you know, on your anniversary. So that was fun. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you both. That's just a, a real huge milestone. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's, I guess there's not a lot of people to make it that far. So. No. <laughs> so here we are. We're still yeah. here. And we determined that it was our wood anniversary because we just bought a lot of trees. So well, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fairly supposed to be jade or something. And we're like, no, it's wood. We're going wood. with wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's our wood yeah. anniversary, which was supposed to close <laughs> this week, by the way. So we're supposed to hear about Congratulations that. Congratulations on that, too. That will be so much fun. I can't wait to follow along. We're going to do a lot Is of it- video for the auditors. So if you want to follow along on our trek to convert this five acres of heavily thick wooded area into a little farm for our retirement, then uh, we'll be posting those in the auditor room. Yeah. Where can people buy all of your books we talked about? You know, either either uh, links are on my website at lisawysaki.com or uh, Amazon is always a good place, amazon.com, uh, Barnes & Noble. I mean, just vir- virtually, as, as Donaldson said, pretty much any of, the, uh, any of the online retailers. That's it for today's show. Thank you for joining us, auditors. Hang on. We will have a post show for you today. We're going to be talking about the things that non-horse people have asked you and what craziness that ensues. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. That's right. It is time for the Post Show. Thank you for joining us, auditors. We appreciate it. And thank you to 80 of you responding already to my <laughs> post this morning. On, I'm uh, looking at 85, Glenn. Oh, really? 80, well, it's updated 85. even since then. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I got this idea from Horse and Hound, where we get a lot of our ideas. They said... Uh, they did a uh, a post on things uh, that non-equestrians say to equestrians, and I thought, well, let's hear from our auditors and find out, it, you know, if they match. And they do. <laughs> so uh, the one, the classic is, why are you blindfolding them, you know, with fly masks? That's, I think every one of us has been asked that question. Yeah, yeah, except I was asked why the horse didn't have any eyes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you probably get that question a lot just because you get non-horse people coming out all the time. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, oh, the horse is dead in the field. I keep telling my brother in the sign oh, company yeah. he needs to make signs for fences that say, my horse is laying down, they do that, not dead, don't bother me. So Yes, he would make a fortune. I, and he sells through Etsy, too. He could make a fortune just selling those through oh. Etsy. I would say it once and he'd make a fortune. Absolutely. He's got to get on that. i got to remind him. He was busy yeah. having back surgery and a lot of pain, so I have to Ooh. forgive him. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. By the way, I do not have an update on Wendy either, other than she's still hopping around. She can't put weight on her foot. But she'll be on Friday, so we'll get a complete update for that. Good. Um, oh, my God, you have horses. When can my friend's daughters come to ride one? Oh. oh. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you I, have to be that person that says, oh, no, doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. And then they hate you forever. You probably get that all the time. All the time. And you all have to say no. Oh, yeah. And, and fortunately, it's easier for us because I, I, you know, I can cite insurance and path rules and, you know, policies. And, you know, we have written statements that say, you know, you have to do this and, and, so, yeah, but just, you know, for, for the average person. Yeah, we have to uh, say, in what tough. world do you think I'm going to let anybody ride my horse? You know, yeah. or, or a nicer yeah. version of that. Um, exactly. <laughs> but that's what we're thinking. <laughs> I don't think there is a nicer version. <laughs> I love this one. Jennifer posted this one. Why do they have toilet plungers on their feet? I have never I heard that. that. I love that. <laughs> bell boots. I have never heard that for bell boots. Oh, that's hysterical. The the reddish ones do look like toilet plungers, though, when you think they about do. it. They do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rosemary thinks it's weird when someone asks the barn owner, how many are yours? I do that, though. 
I think really? that's kind of a natural question when you go to a barn that's a boarding stable and you're actually having a conversation with the person you kind of ask. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. and, and, you want to know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've done that one. So I'm guilty of that one. Uh, Carly said, what's the point of having a horse if you can't ride it? <laughs> she answered back, so clearly you have no concept of companionship. <laughs> yeah, that won't that won't insult anybody, that answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are so many people who just don't get that. Uh how do you, how do they eat mints? And and then the person Nikki responded, What do you mean? Do they roll them around in their mouths until they dissolve? Do you think some Seriously? people think they don't have teeth? Her answer was the fancy ones do. <laughs> Yeah, Skitter <laughs> chews them up. <laughs> uh, why would people even be interested in that? I, I why don't would, know. Why would they even care? You must be rich. Of course, that's a common misconception. Oh, right? of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is your barn heated so they don't get cold? You know, oh, I could yeah. kind of see people asking that question, though, <laughs> when you yeah. think about it. If you don't know anything. That, that's true. And we get that too. And we also get, you know, because we we just have run-in sheds, you know, why they don't have stalls. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, Allison, who, who's a writer and also does our equine, uh, our equine Affair episode every month, mm-hmm. said, because she's a writer for Horse Magazine, sure. she gets the question, there are more than one Horse Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's more than one Horse Podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course, we've had to answer that one up many years. Is how do you have thirty two hundred episodes talking about horses? Um, they have no idea. They have <laughs> I, no idea. I don't either. I don't really have any idea. Yeah, um, and I love the way her husband's grandmother uh, just you know when she learned she had a degree in horse science, she said, "I don't know what she's going to do with that." <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, she didn't either. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> why don't you? Oh, this is another one. Emily said, "Why don't you breed her? You could make some money on the foal." Said while looking at my scrawny yearling Mustang mare. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> no, I don't think wow. I'll be doing that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I can't even read Madison's. That one's gross. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one is. Definitely. Yeah, we're Let's not going to read. You'll have to go Let's to the auditor page to read that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is MSM like crystal meth coming from a TSC employee? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, don't get me started on, on Tractor Supply. <laughs> oh, Tractor Supply is one of those places. I Thank God the one. So we we are lucky enough in our five-minute drive to where we board our horse to have a Tractor Supply on the way. Oh, that's nice. Literally in our five-minute drive. So we go buy a Tractor yeah. Supply to get to the barn. And thank God they have installed a Ceph checkout. Yes. Oh. I am so happy about that. Do yours have one now, too? Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. That is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A while back, we had a manager that I think he was trying to cut salaries, and so he was hiring these high school kids who knew nothing about anything. Yeah, you'd order hay and get completely different hay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or yeah. ordering the cash or the cash register. Knew nothing. Didn't know where anything was. Yeah. And so... So it's it's much better now, but holy cow! For a while, it was it was. Uh, so I'm not surprised about Kayla's uh, question about the MSM. <laughs> and the, they've put in. I don't know about yours, but they re- they're redesigning most of them, and they yes. put in a huge garden center in ours. Yeah, yeah, we have one too, and yeah. it's nice. And the pl- mm-hmm. prices are actually not that bad. They're um, very good. Yeah. yeah, but again, you have to find somebody at the garden center to help you, which is going to be which is a bit That's of a problem. The thing. Yeah, <laughs> and ours is always so busy, and they just it. It's just it's so slow. Uh, Laurie says, but then again, then there's Rural King. I hope they're not a sponsor. Neither one of these are sponsors. Yeah, uh, so Rural King's we have awful. One, <laughs> we don't have one near us, but there's one in Clarksville. I think Jennifer's brother lives in Clarksville. Yes, maybe? yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, they're so there's, there's a Rural King there. So dirty. I haven't been there because it's oh, 25 miles away. They're just away. dirty. It's just, it feels bad when you go in there. And when they open, they're always so nice. And it's like the Walmart for horse people and, and farm people. But yeah. phew, it goes downhill pretty quick. And the checkout's always long. If your Rural King's better, let me know. If I ever get there, I will. will. (laughs) The next one, Lori, uh, this one, Horse Husbands can relate to. And by the way, I'm looking at getting the Horse Husbands episode started back up. I've got a co-host in mind because Joseph's busy out there on the farm. So I got a co-host in mind, and he would be perfect. You already know his daughter on this show. Um, and that's all I'm saying. I'm talking to him Ooh. this week, and it would come back once a month, and we'd bring horse husbands back. That um, would be awesome. I know. Everybody's been asking for it, and uh, yeah. I, I have time to do it now that I have a helper. 
Yay. So what do you mean it takes time to get ready to ride? This horse is right at your house. Apparently, they think you just hop on and turn the key. <laughs> I have to be honest as a horse husband. When you go out to the barn in the early days, even now, to be honest, um, when you go out with with you to the barn and it takes you a half a freaking hour to get on the horse, <laughs> it's kind of a horse husband pet peeve. I'm just saying. But now that I have my own horse, I have to harness up. I even take longer. So it's like. So there you go. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that horse going to live for my ex-boyfriend who wasn't a fan of horses? <laughs> Just the ex. <laughs> yeah, good good call there. I think we all get this one. They all think every horse is raced. Yes. That's a common one. Rhonda said, so many people ask if I race my horse. And I wrote back because she's in, she's, in, she's in dressage. I said, dressage, yes, yeah. you need an answer in slow circles. I race them in slow circle. <laughs> Everybody asks that, though. That They all you know, think every I horse guess, is a thoroughbred. I think that's just their perception. It's mm. like you have a horse, and, and then there's horse racing, and there's nothing else. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Lisa, why haven't you stopped riding? You only hurt yourself. <laughs> she said, yes, yes, I do, financially and yeah. physically. <laughs> it is true, too. Uh how much oh. money did they win racing? Yeah, that's another one. Um, yeah. This is a classic. Mary Schmitz. Now, she's a serious trail, trail rider up near Yellowstone, I think, yep. up that area. Was trail riding. A woman hiking saw me and moved off the trail. She hid behind a tree. I asked Watch her to make this. herself visible so that my horse knew she was there. She peeked out, whispering. I asked again. She whispered more audibly. I thought... Talking scared the horses. No, no, it doesn't. Hiding behind a tree and creeping around, though. Yes, that will concern them. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Oh, oh God, I had, I had one the other day. He was out with Scooter and sure enough, beeped the horn. And it was beeping it to wave and say hi. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, they do that. Mm. Uh, let's see. What other ones we have here? Your riding boots look I, so authentic. There's even dirt on them. <laughs> where did you get them? <laughs> I love that. I like yours. Love what was yours? My, oh, my, oh my ask it. Yeah, yeah, the fly mask one again. Yeah, yeah. Why, why they don't have any eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you? How often do you feed your horses? Do you feed them every day? Why do you have to feed them when they have grass? That's another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of asked yeah. that as a horse husband, too, to be honest. <laughs> it's just... Well, and it's, it's uh, you know, the horses don't have to eat every day. They can just starve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so it just goes on and on. I mean, the, yeah. the questions are, uh, let's see if uh, horse and hound, let's see if we hit all the horse and hound answers or questions yeah. that they got. Oh, what <laughs> the first one <laughs> on horse and hound they're british keep that in mind uh yeah. so does all the did all that riding give you a bigger bum <laughs> no but it gives you a nice bum i will say that horseback <laughs> riders have nice bums that's the first thing yes. i saw in jennifer at the renaissance fair was her butt there you go so i'm gonna i'm gonna be sexist and say yes it does it does <laughs> encourage nice butts uh why do you have to buy him another rug what, aren't the other 53 rugs okay? Again, a horse husband question. <laughs> oh, Actually, it's not. Riding isn't, isn't riding easy. All the horse does all the work. Yeah, that was, that's yeah we hear that a lot. Yeah. Well, you probably hear it a lot for the, and then they get on the horse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and they can't even make a turn around following the fence line exactly. in the arena. <laughs> riding or uh, riding isn't a real sport. Yeah. How many times have we heard that one? Yeah. Uh, horses are real expensive, aren't they? Haven't you ever thought if you got rid of them, you could afford fancy holidays and a nice car? <laughs> Not our group. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, none of them has ever thought that. Um, <laughs> seriously, you get your feet done every six weeks, but your nails look like that? <laughs> this is so true. That's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> This is so true. <laughs> God, why are you making such a fuss? It's just a horse. <laughs> oh, These yeah. are all horse husband statements right here. Yes. Um, the horse, oh, this is a horse dad statement. This horse business is just a phase. You'll grow out of it. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. Some do. <laughs> Most don't. Most don't. 
Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. You've got it. Yep. So so the guy I'm talking to to be the co-host is also a horse dad and a horse wife or a horse husband. So he's a horse husband and a horse dad. Oh, so he had this both. This could be good. Going. Yeah, he has both, and uh, I'm hoping he says yes. And I, I'm going to talk to him this week. He's already said preliminarily yes, but I haven't really told him what's involved. So, <clears throat> well, just don't tell him. Don't tell him. Just throw him <laughs> in there, and <laughs> he would be fine with that. Actually, he would be a good yeah. at that. Yeah, Glenn. I have to say, did, did you see Flossie's comment? Which one? She says, uh, "Is that a buffalo?" The person then pointed to my bayish, super fluffy miniature horse. <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> Set of buffalo. <laughs> yeah, small one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's a baby buffalo. Although, you know, Scooter could have looked like a buffalo for a little while. He's skinny now. He's oh. a lot thinner now, living on his dry what? lot and being mad at me all the time. I'm going to say, he's probably not real happy about no, that. No, he doesn't look like a buffalo anymore. I do go out several times a week, and I take him out for his 20 minutes, half an hour grass. Yeah. Which he thoroughly enjoys. And, and you can't do anything with him. Like, if you bring him out of his dry lot and his hay, and he gets plenty of hay, but he wants his grass, because he sees acres of it right over his fence, and Nigel gets yes. the grass. And he doesn't get the grass. So That's so unfair. Yeah, and if I take him out, I cannot brush him. I cannot do anything with him until he has his grass. So, Oh, wow. I've learned my lesson that you don't even bother because he's just going to be grumpy and, and mad about it. So, so is he on like a timer? He only gets a certain he amount He gets of time. 30 minutes of grass. Okay. And he does not think that's enough. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does not think that's enough. But, uh, yeah. all right, well, I have to call it a day. I got other shows to record today. Thanks, Lisa, for filling in. You're so Appreciate welcome. It. it was fun. We have Ashley's going to be joining me as co-host. Her first, we're throwing her in the deep end her second week, and she's going to co-host. Okay, uh, there and, you go. And we tried to have her on as a guest on Friday, and her internet totally crapped out to the point where they had to get her a new router. Her router oh, died goodness. right in the middle of the show, and then we tried calling her, her phone died. So... Uh, you'll oh, get to hear wow. more from Ashley on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, wow. And then yeah, I feel her pain. Dr. Wendy's back on Friday, and I haven't co-hosted with her in forever. It's, she's been filling in for me. But, That'll be totally fun. Yeah, I haven't talked to her in a long time, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse. <laughs>